Shingola with you, and how you doing? Another edition of Sportspeak, our weekly podcast of all things sports. We uh, start off with a song. Sounds a little Italian in the beginning, and then it starts getting down. I don't know the name of it, but uh, you know, it's uh, it, it, it's 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 bad. It's you know, it's something something to get the get the show started off with. So I'm Wayne Shingola. It's our eighth podcast. Uh, I'm here in my sumptuous apartment in Hamilton. We're uh, recording this podcast on uh, July. Yes, it's July 3rd, the day before Independence Day. Happy July 4th to everybody out there. Don't do anything stupid with those fireworks, please. Please be careful. And if, if really, don't, don't mess with the fireworks. No, let, let, leave it to the experts. So here in my sumptuous apartment, it's a uh, broiling 91 degrees outside. I have a um, somewhat air conditioned here in the apartment in Hamilton, New Jersey. I say that because I live on the eighth floor and heat rises. Uh, luckily, I'm on the east side, so I do not get the murderous afternoon sun. But the air's on, and I'll survive. All right, let's uh, let's get this show rolling. I, I have a lot of a lot of little tidbits. For this July 4th weekend, let me start with, and I'm going to try to do this every week, uh, mistakes that I made the week before. Try to clean them up. Uh, I said that Tom Thibodeau coached two teams after he coached the Bulls. He coached one team. He coached the Bulls 2010 to 2015, was successful. Uh, then he was president, actually president of basketball operations of the Minnesota Timberwolves and coach, he's president and coach, uh, from 2016 to 2019. He was not that successful there, uh, even, even though he only coached one team and not two, like I said, I still don't want him. I do not want Tom. I just think he's 62. I want somebody younger. I don't want a hard ass. That's what Tom Thibodeau is. I don't think, I don't think he can attract free agents. I don't want Tom, Tom Thibodeau as the next coach. Second mistake. Phil Mickelson is not 48. He's not 49. Like I said, he's 50. My apologies. I'm sure Phil would rather be 48 or 49. I'm sure he'd rather be 35, as a matter of fact. But Phil Mickelson's 50. He did lead the Travelers after two rounds last week. And then, you know, maybe 50 caught up to him because he, he shot... 64-63 Thursday and Friday, and then Saturday and Sunday he shot 71. Uh, both days one under par and finished uh, well back in the standing. So, little housekeeping there. I cleaned that up. Uh, RIP, we have two people. Uh, one, Joe Bugle, uh, offensive line coach of the Hogs in Washington in the NFL. Uh, they went to three Super Bowls in the 80s, did Washington. Uh, they won two of them. Uh, he was also head coach for the Phoenix Cardinals and the Oakland Raiders for one year. 
He was 80 years old. Joe Bugle, famous offensive line coach. He was, he was also the offensive coordinator for the Hogs, the uh, great offensive line in the 80s of Washington. Also, uh, Washington, uh, Bobby Mitchell passed away, uh, 84 years old. Bobby Mitchell was a Hall of Famer. He was a very good player. Uh, I'm 67. I remember Bobby Mitchell. I started remembering the NFL in about 62. I did not know that he was drafted by the Cleveland Browns in 1958. And the Browns already had Jim Brown. He was a running back, Bobby Mitchell, first. He was running back wide receiver. His first four years, he was a running back paired with Jim Brown. What a backfield that must have been. Of the Cleveland Browns, he was traded in 1962 to Washington and became the first black player on Washington. Washington was the last team to integrate in the NFL Why? They had a bigoted owner, George Preston Marshall, and uh, that's another thing. They took down, I think they had a plaque of him somewhere in the stadium. They took that down and put Bobby Mitchell up there. Good for them. But I'll, I'll get to more of this, you know, taking down statues in a minute. Uh, but then Bobby Mitchell became a wide receiver with the Washington Redskins. Uh, he wore number 49. I remember Bobby Mitchell. He was an Excellent wide receiver. As a matter of fact, when he retired, he was the third best in NFL history, all-purpose yardage. Third best. He was also the kick returner. So Bobby Mitchell, Hall of Famer, he brings back brings back great memories. He was paired up for a while with Sonny Jurgensen. If anybody remembers uh, slinging Sonny, great quarterback for the for Washington. Notice how I'm not saying Redskins. I try not to use that name, and I'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to that during the show. Uh, so there are your RIPs. Uh, congratulations to Dustin Johnson last week. He won the Travelers with 19 under. Dustin Johnson, 19 under, won the Travelers. Uh, this guy Todd was leading, and he fell apart. He had a seven on a par four, uh, uh, kind of like Wayne, Wayne Shingola plays. <laughs> That's how I play, seven on the par four. Sometimes, like I got a birdie the other day, I got a three on a par four. Um, it doesn't happen too often, but it keeps me coming back. All right, moving right along. We're going to do our uh, monologue now. And look, I don't want to offend anybody. I'm just trying to be honest with this uh with the Black Lives Matter, and, and certainly they do. And I, I know people, they'll say, well, all lives matter. Well, no kidding. We know that all lives matter, but usually white people uh, don't have a knee on their neck for nine minutes till they're dead by a black police officer or any police officer. White people, it doesn't happen to us. I'm white myself. It happens to blacks a lot. That's why if you say that all lives matter, you just don't get it. You don't get it. And at least that's my opinion. Black lives matter. So it brings me to uh, they're wanting to remove uh, Kennesaw Mountain Landis, the first commissioner of baseball. 
uh, from the MVP plaque. Uh, also, also uh, Landis was uh, had racist views. Uh, they, we did not have an African American player during his reign. He reigned until 1920 to 1944, I believe. Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier in 1947. Uh, his name is on the MVP plaque. Mike Schmidt and Barry Larkin have spoken out and said his name should be removed. And maybe it should be. And after all I said about the Black Lives Matter, let me say this. Uh, you know, back in the day, not that it's much better today, because we see that it's not, but racism was rampant. I mean, we had slavery until 1863. So 1920 was just a hop, skip, and a jump. The South was blatant racism, and the North was too, because this, this was only decades removed from, removed from slavery. So this was the norm back then, but I'm not saying that Perhaps we shouldn't take the plaque down. I'm not saying that. What am I saying? Uh, I'm saying that, you know, uh, recently I've been reading uh, Emmett Fox, and uh, he's a metaphysical uh, uh, Christian, and about Jesus saying that uh, love, thine, love thine enemies. Love thine enemies. So I'm, I'm the two schools of thought. Are we going to tear down every statue? that we see now, that that we don't like or we find racist or, or, or whatever. Maybe we are and maybe that's fine, but here, here's what I've been thinking. Besides going outside of ourselves, tearing down these statues, everybody's got to take a good hard look inside and see if there's any racism, see if there's any prejudice. I know I have some prejudice. You know, as I said, I grew up in the 60s. We had, we had the uh, rebellions back then with Martin Luther King getting killed. Uh, I, was, I went to Trenton High. We had, we had armored guards in Trenton High. We had National Guard in Trenton High. I was scared when I went to school. It was 70, 80% black. That, that, that's just my experience, and that kind of colored me, and I've been fighting that ever since. Do I want to be racist? Do I want to be prejudiced? No. And like I said in last week's show, I think, I pray that I'm not, and that I look at everybody. This is how I try to look at everybody. Everybody's a child of God. I'm a child of God, so are you. That's just my beliefs. That's all. But I don't want to get stuck taking every single statue down, but we, but we have to look within ourselves. We can't forget that. Stuff's going on now that should not be going on. And we have to look inside ourselves and really be honest with ourselves. And that's what I've been trying to do. So I hope I didn't offend anybody. Uh, I hope I can keep doing the podcast for being so honest. Uh, I just think everybody's got it. Everybody. Everybody. All right. Let's get off of that. July 1st was, guess what July 1st was, folks? July 1st was Bobby Bonilla Day, when the Mets paid Bobby Bonilla $1.19 million. They've been doing it since, I don't know, 1990, 1990, something like that. Uh, he's 57 now. 
he will get 1.19 million until 2035 when he's 72 years old, God willing, that Bobby makes it. So Bobby Bonilla Day. And I was not a Met fan in 1990, so I didn't become a Met fan until 1998. 1998, because I was a Yankee. I'm, I'm weird. I'm, I'm, I'm extremely weird when it, when it comes to teams. I'll give you my convoluted history. I was a, my first team that I liked was the New York Yankees. My first baseball memory is in 1960 when Bill Mazeroski hit the home run to give the Pittsburgh Pirates a 10-9 victory in game seven of the 1960 World Series and the Pirates won the World Series, and I was heartbroken. I was a huge Yankees fan. In 1961, I was on the edge of my seat for the uh, M&M boys, Maris and Mantle, and the home run chase. And Maris did hit 61 and pass Babe Ruth. I, and Mantle, by the way, hit 54. Uh, the Yankees as a team, I used to know the number. It's slipping from me. 240, I believe, 240 home runs. That record stood for a long time, I think until the steroid era, and and then it was broken uh, fallaciously because those records don't count. But I was a huge Yankees fan. Then I discovered that my father was born in St. Louis, and I became a Cardinals fan. That is about 1963. I became a Cardinals fan. Huge Bob Gibson fan. I knew the Cardinals lineup inside and out. I knew their batting stances. Huge Cardinal fan. I was a huge Cardinal fan until I think it was the late, maybe the 90s. Yeah, until the 90s when Tony LaRusso became the manager of the Cardinals. I did not, for some reason, I did not like Tony LaRusso. I did not like him bringing over all the Oakland players, Mark McGuire, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I, I like the running Redbirds with Willie McGee and Vince Coleman and, you know, how, how they, Ozzie Smith, how the Cardinals were a running team. They became a power team. I didn't like it, and I jumped on the Yankees bandwagon in the 90s. Fast forward, 1998, the Yankees were so good, they won 125 games total. They were so good, I became bored with the Yankees. They just won too much. And I became a Met fan. That was 1998, late 1998. I've been a Met fan ever since, and one day at a time, I will stay a Met fan. I am not switching anymore. And believe me, I have been through some lean years from 1998. <laughs> there haven't been too many good years. 99, 2000, 2001, uh, 2006. Uh, 2015. That's about it. 2019 was good too. But there was a lot of horrible years. But that's my history. And I gave you Bobby Bonilla Day, July 1st. 1.19 million ever since I think 1990 or 91 through 2035 when Bobby, God willing, will be 72. <laughs> All right. Major League Baseball, uh, some guys that are not going to play because of COVID. Uh, Mike Leake, pitcher of Arizona, Ryan Zimmerman, 35. Now, Ryan Zimmerman's a little interesting 
he did not. We do, we do not know if Ryan Zimmerman was going to play this year anyway. He's 35 years old. He's been on the downside. So we really didn't know if Ryan was going to play this year. But anyway, he's not going to play this year uh, because of COVID. He's from Washington. Also from Washington, Joe Ross, uh, pitcher, very good pitcher. You know, hardballer, reliever. I think he was going to start for Washington this year. Joe Ross will not play. Uh, so Major League Baseball. Uh, do I have that? I thought I wrote, yes, Major League Baseball released their COVID testing. Uh, they tested 3,185 people, players and staff. Out of that, 38 p- tested positive, which is one point something percent of, of the amount of people they tested, which, which is really good. And it's encouraging moving forward. Uh, 31 were players, 7 were staff. Uh, so 38 out of 3,185, and, and and that's that's good. You know that that's not a hellacious number moving forward, because I, look, I, I as a fan, I want to see baseball. I don't care as much about the NBA and the NHL. Uh, I just, you know, playoffs in Florida and the NHL, however the hell they're going to do it. I'm not a big hockey fan anyway. Everybody listens to my... Oh, by the way, this is our show, Sports Speak, is produced by WTSR. I forgot to mention that. Got to give, uh, got to give props to WTSR, the people there, the students there to put together this show, especially Alana, our station manager. Uh, they put it up on podcast. Uh, they do all the work, WTSR. Uh, that's 91.3 FM. And on the web at WTSR.org, that's one way you can get my show. Go to WTSR.org, click on Shows, click on Sports Countdown, and then my podcast will show up. All seven of them, and the eighth one will be up momentarily. We're, we're try, what we're trying to do is, Alana's a little busy Friday night, so we're trying to get the show up by 12 noon Saturday. So we'll try to get this show up every I'm going to turn, it, turn in this show a little early today, so maybe she can get it up uh, tonight. But she's busy Friday nights, but we'll try to get the show up uh, by noon on Saturday. So that's a little information on WTSR. I'm forgetting some stuff. We're still not open for business there on the air at the College of New Jersey. That's WTSR. It's the College of New Jersey radio station. Uh, we do have people... Uh, stream, uh, streaming shows live on the radio. I know Bob Tremser was doing it one week, and last week he wasn't on the air for some reason. But we have four or five. I know Miss Sue, Miss Sue, uh, who celebrated her 44th anniversary of being at WTSR. Uh, she's on, I heard her Saturday night. She's streaming live. Uh, we also have four or five others. Uh, the, uh, Chris Kubiak, I believe. Uh, Pete Kernass. And uh, hopefully Bob Schremzer gets on the air this Sunday. So that's information about my podcast and about WTSR. Four players for the Phillies tested positive, among them Scott Kingery. So a little uh, information there about Phillies uh, players. I haven't heard anything about Yankee players. I haven't heard anything about Met players. 
Uh, it seems like the sports are trying to keep the players' names out of the press. Uh, that seems to be what's happening. It kind of reminds me, the first time we heard about this COVID in relation to sports, they said, first, first they said Rudy Gobert tested positive, uh, center for Utah. Then they, 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 they quickly tried to erase that and said a player on Utah. And then later they said another player on Utah, which turned out to be Donovan Mitchell, tested positive. I remember this like it was yesterday. I believe it was March 11th. And this is when everything broke. I, I, I say this as soon as that's why sports drives a lot of times drives the uh, society at large. As soon as Rudy Gobert tested positive, and, 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 and in a little way, Tom Hanks, as soon as those two people tested positive, everything got shut down the next day. Everything started getting shut down. NBA shut down, MLB shut down, NHL shut down, PGA shut down, everything shut down. And then we had businesses shut down. So that's the way I remember it starting. Uh, so we have that. Jeter. Derek Jeter said the, the negotiations between the MLB and the uh, players union were embarrassing. And I agree. I agree. They went on forever. But here's, here's the deal with the negotiations. The owners were never going to, to agree to more than 60 games. Ever. Ever. So, so they dragged this out. Now the players kind of dragged it out near the end. They did. But the owners were never going to settle for anything more than 60 games. 60 games was their limit. They would have gone 50 games. But 60 games was it. They weren't going to go 70. They weren't going, they weren't going to go 61. They weren't going to go 70. They weren't going to go 80. They said they were losing money. And they are losing money by playing games. But I don't know, 60 games. Well, we got to live with it. It's 60 games. But the owners did negotiate in bad faith. And when the players file a grievance next year, most likely they're going to win it. So Derek Jeter, negotiations, embarrassing. I agree. The miners were canceled. No, sh you know what I mean? We all knew the miners weren't playing this year. Uh, there was no way the miners were going to play. There was no way that they can get the personnel to, you know, do all the COVID testing and do all you have to do uh, with every minor league franchise. Uh, and what I heard was because Major League Baseball, before this year, they were talking about Streamlining, 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 he said, the minors. In other words, they wanted to cut teams from the minors. So I've heard that they want to cut 40 teams. Well, I don't, I don't know a lot about this and how they would do it. But 40 teams seems like the wrong number because what I think they'll probably do, there's, right now we have single A, double A, and triple A. So we have 90 teams. Every, every Major League Baseball team has a minor league affiliate in single A, double A, and triple A. I thought what, they, what they'll, they'll do is just get rid of single A. That's 30 teams. Just get rid of uh, single A. And it looks like it's going to happen. They're, they're kind of hell-bent that they want to reduce the minor leagues. So I, 40 teams, I don't know how they would do that. 
I don't know, I don't know how you would manage that. Uh, if they're going to have a league, you would have, you'd think you would have 30 teams in, 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 in every league. Double A, triple A, if you know what I mean out there. So 40 teams just doesn't seem, just, just doesn't seem to make sense. All right, moving on. Uh, NBA. Uh, Adam Silver said during the week that, yeah, you know, if, if it gets bad, they're, they're going to shut down. And we know this. If the, if major leagues all of a sudden has a rash of players, let's say 40 or 50, and the NBA has, you know, God, if the NBA has 20, that's a lot. There's only 12, 12 on a team. 30 teams. What's that? 360? Yeah. 360 players. So they get 50 players testing positive. That, that's, that's a bushel full. That's a lot. So if things get bad, they're, they're just gonna, they're gonna shut down. We got the spikes going on, Florida, Texas. Uh, I heard we had the biggest number ever. I think 55,000 tested positive yesterday. I, 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 I think I heard that. And it was the highest number since the, since COVID started. I mean, if that's true, that's, I don't, you know. Jersey's doing good, New York's doing good, but they're not going to open up restaurants, they're not going to open up bars. Because they open up bars and restaurants in Texas and Florida, and it's a disaster. And Arizona, too, I think. Uh, so that's what Silver said, and of course, you know, that goes with any sport. If it gets bad, they're just going to shut down. Uh, DeAndre Jordan is not going to play because of COVID. Uh, he has COVID, and he's not going to play. Spencer Dinwiddie uh, has COVID. Uh, he's recovering. His status is up in the air. We don't know about Spencer Dinwiddie. These are both from Brooklyn. We don't know whether Spencer Dinwiddie is going to play or not. Just found out that Victor Oladipo is going to sit out, not because of COVID. He had a he ruptured his quad in 2019, and he's afraid he would hurt it again. And he doesn't think it's worth the risk to play in you know a certainly an abbreviated and kind of mixed up. 2019-2020 uh, season. So Victor Depot, breaking news. Just heard it, just just got it on my phone. Victor Aladipo of Indiana Pacers, he will sit out. Uh, in the NHL, they had 26 positive tests, and uh, they, that's probably a, a, a low number considering, I don't know how many they tested, the NHL's kind of been under the radar. I haven't heard anything from the NHL the last two weeks besides this. You know, you watch that little scroll on TV and you get all your, you get all your sports, get all your sports information. Uh, so that's a little thing I had from the NHL. 26 testing positive. Something I missed. Oh, the NFL. Uh, Cam Newton went to the Pats one year. Uh, 7.5 million. Uh, he's going to start because they have Bobby Hoyne, and then they have a second-year guy whose name escapes me. Uh, Cam Newton's going to be the quarterback for the New England Patriots, and we'll see. We'll all see whether it's Belichick or Brady, Brady or Belichick. <laughs> We're all going to find out. So Cam Newton, he looks healthy. He will be the quarterback for the New England Patriots one year. 7.5 million, 
high risk, I mean, no risk, high reward. All right. Redskins. And I say Redskins because what I'm going to say next is it looks like they're going to have to change the name. The, the owners are on, and the NFL now is on Dan Snyder, the owner of Washington, to change the name. The politicians are on them. Uh, businesses, sponsors are on them. The pressure's on, and it's time. Can you imagine? Look, let's, uh, the Atlanta Blackskins, the New York Whiteskins, right? Redskins is just nuts. In this day and age, to have the name of the Washington Redskins, can you imagine black skins, white skins? It's just, it's, it's past time. It's past time. Now they're all ganging up on them. When the NFL says change, that's when Daniel Snyder is going to have to change. So, excuse me, started losing my voice there. Uh, the Redskins, Washington, I don't like to say Reds, Washington, We'll change that horrible name finally. Let's take a quick look at uh, golf. And let's get the uh, Rocket Mortgage from Detroit. That's going on. Not a lot of big players are sitting out. So uh, C. Kirk leads at 1,200. Will Simpson, who just won a couple weeks ago. Was it at the? No, it wasn't at the Travelers. A couple weeks ago, I can't remember the tournament. Uh, but he won two weeks ago, Will Simpson, uh, t- also 12 under. S. Powers 11 under. Wolf is 11 under. Bryson DeChambeau, he's, he's in every tournament. He's not winning, but he's in every tournament. He is 11 under. And then we go to Kisner, who's 10 under. And I'm, I'm not seeing many names uh, that are familiar or, you know, not... not I, I have to find out about Tiger. I haven't, I haven't heard anything about Tiger. I haven't heard when he's coming back, if he's coming back, what's the deal, his back, his health. I haven't heard anything. Mickelson's not playing this week. So, uh, C. Kirk 12 under, Will Simpson 12 under, leading the Rocket Mortgage in Detroit. And let me just... Get back to my recording. I'm back. I've been back, but, you know, I have to get this screen to know how much time. And right now it's 31 minutes, and it's some unwritten law. Podcasts are only supposed to be 30 minutes. So my apologies for going 31 minutes and 13 seconds. (laughs) Look, happy Fourth of July. Happy Independence Day, America. We're trying. We're trying, right? We are. We are. Happy Independence Day. Don't do nothing stupid with the fireworks. As a matter of fact, stay away from the fireworks. And Hey, by the way, spring training opened up July 1st. So there you go. I think the sports are coming, people. I think they're coming. And then maybe we'll have an hour podcast like my Sports Center show, which I do every Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. on 91.3 FM and on the web at WTSR.org. Not back in the studio yet, but they are going to open in the fall, so 
Looks like if we're not there in the summer, maybe by September, we'll be broadcasting live from WTSR. So that's it. Again, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy what other sports you can latch on to. Wayne Shingola, number eight podcast of Sports Speak in the bank. We'll see you. Uh,